Are you ready to scale your business in a way that's aligned with your soul and profitable? I'm Casey Rossi, a business and leadership coach. I've been a full-time entrepreneur for 30 years and love business. I help conscious leaders increase their impact and optimize their lives. Join me each week for tips and deep conversations on cultivating confidence, increasing your visibility, elevating your vibration, and leading with purpose without burning out. Let's go. My guest today is Eva Palakova. Eva is so inspirational. She is a single mom who went from food stamps to a seven-figure business with an infant in 18 months. She's originally from the Czech Republic and has so much to share. She gives us all the nitty-gritties of her journey and what it took to pivot and believe in herself. I know you're going to enjoy this episode, and there's some great advice. So listen till the end so you can implement it. We have an action step invitation. So definitely listen till the end and you can always share your aha moments in the Women Developing Brilliance Facebook group. But for now, enjoy the show. Hey, Eva, welcome to the show. Hi, so nice to be here. Thank you so much. Yeah, I am really excited to dive in with you. I feel like we have a lot in common from just the brief chat that we've had um, pre-show. And so I'm really excited to hear more about you and your journey, what lights you up, um, how you want to close out 2021 uh, strong and and also ring in 2022. So I've got a ton of questions for you, but I first want to turn it over. And um, if you want to let the listeners know a little bit um, about your journey, because I know that you went from being a single mom and food stamps all the way to a seven figure female entrepreneur who's rocking it in her space so if you wanted to share with us one of your strongest pivots in business, what would oh, it be? Yeah. That's a really great question. I think I want to bring you back into 2019 when I had to restart this business over. So before that, in 2019 and before what I was doing, my business was all offline based. I would go to different speaking opportunities I would go to different female entrepreneurial organizations. I would deliver a talk, right? I would show up, do a talk, ask people to sign up for a consult. They would speak to me. I would close clients and I would move on. And I honestly loved it. I really, really enjoyed it. I was doing a lot of traveling. In 2019, I visited 30 different states and wow. just doing, yeah. amazing. And I ended up getting an RV because I really, really love traveling. And just, you know, visiting different national parks and state parks and doing lots of meditating in between, doing lots of spiritual work, which uh, is really important to me. And I had somebody join me on that journey. And, you know, my partner at the time, it was really, really great time. We were writing books together. We had some coaching clients together. We had the, you know, had a business coaching practice, but then the spiritual coaching practice branch, and we were running that together. And it was really, really amazing, right? Like this is 2019 pre-COVID. You can like everything is in person, right? Just really awesome. Until uh, on July 1st, 2019, I found out that I was pregnant, which I was super excited about, right? I'm like, oh my gosh, after 10 years of trying, like this is finally happening, right? And four days later, on July 5th, it was the last time I saw him. He literally disappeared. Wow. Went like 
it was, I cannot even begin to tell you, you know, I think some of the moms who are listening might get an idea what that was like, but it was, it was heartbreak. It was shocking. And the first thing that came to my head, oh my gosh, like who is the kind of person that gets abandoned after three days of pregnancy, you know? Wow. And the whole like guilt and shame of it to begin with, that was the first thing that I, you know, had to deal with and the heartbreak and the sadness and the, oh my gosh, like what, you know? And then this, okay, number one, I'm going to be a single mom. Number two, I don't have any family living in the U S right. My entire family is from Eastern Europe. So I don't have any relatives. Um, number three, I can't travel anymore because every time I try to sit behind the the wheel, I get sick. And I start throwing oh, geez. Up, right? <laughs> right? So you're like, okay. So speaking is over. I had to go and cancel 35 speaking engagements. I had to send all these emails and messages. I'm so sorry, guys. I'm not going to be able to show up because I can't get there without puking all day. I, I'm not driving there. Right. And so now what happened, you know, pivoting, right? Okay. I have to build my business online from here on out. And it was absolutely terrible, like terrible, made all the mistakes you can imagine. First of all, we're going to launch the courses, right? I'm going to record this great course. I'm going to build a funnel, which is what I think everybody first tries to, tries to do, right? And we spent all the money we had on Facebook ads and my VA support. And two months later, I think it was... This is like September and October. I, you know, I'm not making this up. I just checked my bank account balance from October, 2019. I was down to $700 in my bank account. That's incredible. I can't even imagine what your emotional state was at that point. Not pretty, (laughs) not pretty, just not pretty. And it was this, oh my God, you know, like, what do I do? Do I find a job? I wake up in the middle of the night and go apply for 130 jobs and indeed, because I had it like a responsible parent should not be running their business. You know, I should get a job, bring the money in. And I was this close to doing that, right? This close to, I was about to get an offer to be a head of engineering, which is so not my thing, but I've run a restaurant. I've owned a restaurant in my past life, right? So they're like, well, if you can manage a restaurant, you can manage our engineering department, So I was going to take the job, but there was like this, no, 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 no. So not my purpose. So not my passion. I, you know, my team will tell you, I do not like tech. (laughs) It's just like, that's so not my thing. Like why, you know, I was very close to doing that. And um, we decided to have the biggest pivot and biggest mindset shift. And I know you talk quite a bit about mindset shifts and, you know, letting go of perfectionism and things like that. And it's one of the things that I had to go move through. And I said, you know, the things that worked in offline work world, they worked for a reason. I would show up, I would connect with people, I would deliver value, you know, and then people would sign up and work with me. Right. I love that. I love that you brought it all the way back to basics. And I think that so many times one we're looking outside for the proper framework or the perfect, mm-hmm. you know, one, two, three system exactly. that someone has tried and it may very well have worked for them. And like you said, I think most 
entrepreneurs are trying to do all the things because they have this fear Mm -hmm. of missing out. So it's like, let me do the evergreen thing. Let me build a funnel. No, let me do a membership site. No, let me do an online course and the whole thing. So I really want to lift you up for taking a pause, stepping back and saying, wait, I had success. Let me just breathe into what that was for me. What was it that worked? So yeah, continue on. I'm, I'm digging the story. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it went up from there. You know, it was not always easy, but we literally went from, you know, 700 bucks in my bank account to having our first million dollar quarter earlier this year. Congratulations. And, you know, and, and it was, a, it was a journey that, you know, I, I can share as much as I can with you, but, um, you know, it wasn't always easy. There's a lot of things that I had to let go of how things would look like. But I said, you know, when I decided there, there was a day, I still remember this, like I was so low. I went to, do you know what WIC is? It's like a food stamps for pregnant yep. mothers. So I'm like literally applying for WIC and figuring out how am I going to get the child support when, you know, the biological father literally fled the country, you know, it's nowhere to be found, blocked me on all social media, like no support, no money. What am I doing? And then I said, you know what, if I can figure this out, this impossible situation, then, you know, if I can figure it out, anybody can, you know? And you figured it out quickly. I mean, it's, it's really astonishing that you, it's just literally been a a little bit over two years, Mm -hmm. right. From that Mm -hmm. moment in 2019 in in the summer to Mm -hmm. now to be hitting those kind of, um, numbers and figures is, is quite amazing. That Mm -hmm. being said, I do feel that because you traversed the territory yourself, you went over those Rocky roads, (laughs) you're the best person to help people you know, it's not just academic knowledge. It's not just theory. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that that's something to really point out, especially now. I don't know about you, um, Eva, but what I've seen is like all of a sudden there's tons of business coaches online. All of a sudden there's tons of life coaches online. And I think that it's for the consumer. And I've, I've seen and heard from women that have gotten burned from investing in a high ticket offer. Yeah. With someone that has like a glossy website. Awesome. But where's the experience and where are the results that back that up? So I love the fact that you're sharing the nitty gritty details of your story because it's like, holy crap, you know, to go from food stamps to seven figures and to have the moxie to not only like, I I feel like listening to part of your story, you've had moxie all along. You can kind of tell that even with your cool haircut, like, you know, you're sassy, you're not in the box. Right. So I feel like even having dozens and dozens of speaking gigs in the pipeline prior to this pivot just shows your tenacity, but then also to be like, Hey, you know, I'm going to go all in on this and shift. And then to get that kind of results, it's, it's very incredible. So I do want to point out those qualities of perseverance and being like unafraid and like just pouring your whole self into your goal. Yeah. Thank you so much. I I really appreciate it. You know, I would not say I was unafraid. I will tell you there were night sweats and there were terrors because I was living in Pueblo, Colorado, which is not a place you want to live in Colorado. You know, Colorado is a beautiful state, but um, Pueblo is where you go, where you, when you cannot afford the rent in Boulder, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm there and I'm like, how am I going to provide for my newborn, you know? And she's on the way and it was, but I, it's, it's like, you know, when you're, 
when you're in the situation, you have to say, I almost had to be religious about my mindset. You know, Mm -hmm. it was like, I went, I remember I went to the Walmart in Pueblo and I got this whiteboard eight and a half by 11. I write seven. It's so cheesy, right? Seven figure single happy mom on this. And I put it in a shower. So I'm forced to stare at it when I'm doing my hair conditioning treatment. Right. And I said, you know, I'm going to, instead of, oh my God, I have to spend money on this or that. It's like, I get to spend money on this, right? I've done things before. I can't do this. You know, every single day, gratitude, eight times a day. I was religious Mm. about it, right? I was religious. And, you know, it's not what I practice now. My mindset practice of switched dramatically because now it's more about releasing and letting go and creating the next version of who I am. Right. But at the beginning, when you're digging yourself out of a hole, then you got to go like, oh my gosh, like hardcore gratitude. I'm going to flip myself out of this, like no matter what. Right. And then, you know, and then what most entrepreneurs, what I see them doing, and I'm sure you see the same thing. There's so much hiding. There's so much spaghetti throwing, like you said, right? Like, do the course. Oh, never mind. Do the membership. Never mind. And do the next thing and then get on TikTok and get on this and get on that. Oh, wait, that didn't work. You know, we actually said, we're just going to stick to one thing, do it over and over and over. We started doing virtual retreats, which was really fun. It was, I was terrible at it at the beginning, right? I had some speaking experience, but online, oh my God, I was terrified to go live for the first time. Like, what if nobody watches? What if nobody comments? What's going to happen? You know, I'm going to look totally dumb on camera. And we started doing retreats on Zoom and the first one did not go well, right? We closed 3K in revenue. (laughs) which was like, okay, that's not great for a business coach. Right. I was one of those people, right. Oh, I don't know. Blind leading the blind a little bit, quite frankly, you know, I had business experience in the past. Right. But not with this. So it was a little bit like. Absolutely. And we all start somewhere. So caveat to that statement, you know, it's, you have to start somewhere. And I think it goes back to bringing your full self and, showing up in the integrity, being really, you know, open about where you are and then failing fast, you know, so you can iterate and, and improve it. So, um, for listeners that maybe have never done a virtual retreat before, if you could expand a little bit on that, maybe share some of your top tips. I'm even curious about one of your biggest blunders when you first started doing virtual (laughs) retreats, but if we have a female entrepreneur that's listening and going, gosh, I've never done that. That's kind of interesting, but I have no idea how to go about it. Could you share some of your top tips? Yeah, of course. You know, in a nutshell, we have tried anything, you know, we started with like 10 day live events which I did not like, you know, it was too much speaking of like blenders, like, you know, we have had like our Facebook, Facebook accounts shut down to where I couldn't even go live or I couldn't contact anybody. We have had, Oh my gosh, so many things happening. I can't even tell you, right. Internet connection issues, like you name it, but the, the nature of it being like a live event or a zoom event is that people kind of know, you know, that's what's going to happen. I always tell them on day one, hey, this is live. So things are going to happen. And, you know, you might hear a baby screaming in the background. I might take a break because I have to go be with Lexi. You know, my daughter is now 20 months, 21 months old. Right. Wow. But when we first started, you know, it was not a huge success. But we said, you know, I'm not that great at teaching online. I don't really know what I'm doing yet, but I'm going to do it until I figure it out. Right. So our second retreat was 21K. And that was a week and a half before Lexi was born. And we launched our group program out of it. 
literally the best decision of my life to launch a group coaching program because I don't know how I would ever do this, you know, as a single mom to a toddler now mm-hmm. without, you know, running a group coaching practice. It would just not be possible, right? And then we had a 42 and then 80, 84. And then we had some dips, you know, but we did them every eight weeks, like just clockwork, you know, every eight weeks. And then I take a week off after, you know, now it's, now it's less retreats and more breaks, but it's about what it was. And, you know, our biggest one to date has been about 516 revenue. So that's amazing. How do you structure your virtual retreats? Yeah. So, you know, um, it's, it just depends on the retreat, but typically we teach for seven days. I show up and I teach on camera. Some, sometimes it's, it's uh, people on my team teaching as well, mm-hmm. you know, teaching their, on their expertise, but most of the times it's me and just go and teach for 45 minutes. You know, sometimes I go longer. I do a lot of experiential stuff, right? Yeah. Because, you know, the next one, I'm not doing the next one till January, but I really want to add some breath work and some emotional release because I found yes. that, um, you know, <laughs> I can tell people all day long what to do. And as you know, they're going to not do it. They're going to fall into their perfectionism. They're going to, uh, find the reasons and the ways and, and it's just in the human nature. So for me, it's like 80% of, uh, the emotional work and the mindset work so that they actually can. Right. Absolutely. So- it's all about the experience. And I think that that to your point, that's one of the pitfalls that, we have to be so careful, not only personally, but I think collectively is not over consuming the theory, but mm-hmm. putting it into practice, having an experience, you know, and embodying yeah. it. So if we have a listener that's like, okay, seven days of teaching, that sounds similar to maybe like a five-day Facebook challenge. Mm-hmm. What do you say to that? What are the, the similarities? What are the differences between a three, five, seven, 10 day Facebook challenge versus a virtual retreat? Yeah. So, so it really, you know, we tried all the formats, all the formats, anything between like 10 days to like down to 20 minutes and five days and eight days and two and a half days. So we have tried it all. And this is really my favorite because it gives me enough time to really bring people into an experience and uh, also just have time to develop those relationships where people actually move somewhere with it, you know, mm-hmm. because typically when we did two and a half day and five day, it was like, oh my gosh, it's over. You know what happened? And I didn't even feel connected to the group, mm-hmm. you know, and that was big for me because like, I like to feel connected. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So with what I'm assuming is with the five day um, or the seven or whatever day it is when you're looking at a Facebook challenge, typically you see those as a non-paid event with Mm -hmm. a virtual retreat. Is there an investment for the participant? Yeah. So sometimes, most of the times we don't, we have played with the idea and I've done some paid workshops in the past. And, you know, there's some pros and cons, you know, people will tell you, you know, if you don't ask people to pay, then they won't commit. And there's some truth to it. But here's the thing with paid events right now, what happens is that you have to get people into it. And right now, what's going on with the online space is that, uh, you know, with cost per lead, I don't know if you've been watching what's going on with Facebook, right? 
but the cost per lead, what we used to pay like five to $8 cost per lead right now is hundred, $200 cost per lead and people's mm-hmm. accounts get shut down. So in order for you to try to get people to register into a paid event, you're going to spend so much money. You're not going to make any money on it. Right. Yeah, That's such so a good me, tip. Yeah. I really want to underscore that. That's the times have changed. You know, and what used to work even a year ago is different right now with um, paid advertising. So I appreciate that. That's that's so valuable for people to learn from the stumblings, you know, that you've had and like, where are you now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Sure. You talk yeah. a lot about not relying solely on willpower. And I would love to hear you expand on that concept. Mm, yeah, thank you so much for that question. So The funny thing, you know, as I started growing my company, I realized, you know, one thing, and I think you already know this and everybody knows this, like getting to seven figures, right? You think that you're going to get there, you're going to be happy, right? And that's going to be it. Like if I achieve this one thing, then that's what's going to make me happy, right? The problem with that is that if you don't know who you are, And if you don't have stuff processed, then seven figures or multi seven figures just brings more problems, right? It just brings different set of problems. So what happens as you scale is that now you have more clients and clients are not always happy, right? Clients are there to have problems, right? (laughs) To bring you a set of problems. You have a team and your team isn't always happy, right? And so you are just dealing with it just a whole another animal. And what people think is, okay, if I just make it to multi six or six or seven or whatever, then things are going to be awesome. And I'm just going to like a relief, have a breath of relief and it's just going to be easy. And it's the opposite of that. Right. So, you know, what I tell people is that, you know, if you want to build a seven figure practice, you need to expand your capacity your emotional safety with what's going on in your business in order to be able to be there comfortably. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. And so people think, you know, at the beginning, you know, when I was starting my business coaching practice, I had a capacity for maybe three clients, right? Mm -hmm. If you gave me hundred clients, I would be like, oh my gosh, you know, I'd be texting them at 2 a.m., being anxious over, are they getting the results? Are they not getting the results? What's happening? You know, uh, you know, the guilt and the shame with their, you know, when they're struggling or whatever it is. Right. So what we need to realize is that if you want to build a practice that is two X, three X, five X, 10 X, then what, where are you at right now? You have to have the emotional capacity to face it. Right. And this is where people, um, make many, many mistakes going into the funnel routes, going into, oh, I'm just going to run a bunch of ads and pre-recorded courses because that does not increase ever anybody's capacity. Mm -hmm. You're just throwing stuff on the wall, throwing some content stuff on the wall. It's never going to grow you, right? So, you know, when people ask like, okay, you know, how could I grow myself faster? You know, I tell them, go to what's really, really emotionally difficult, do those things first because it's growing to grow you like crazy. And people don't want to hear that, right? Mm-hmm. Who don't want to do that. Like they don't want to do a podcast, right? Because it's scary. They don't want to be a guest on a podcast. They don't have other people come on their podcast because that's emotionally unsafe, 
right? They don't want to go live on Facebook. They don't want to do retreats. They want to, you know, put some content up over the wall, you know, put it on Instagram and hope that something's going to happen, right? That's such never- a brilliant, a brilliant distinction, um, Eva. I just, I want to just let you know that because in the first scenario that you talked about, as far as building a funnel, building a course, slapping up a Facebook ad, where are you? Where's your authentic personality? Where's the Mm. connection? Where's the Mm -hmm. relationship that you were talking about Mm -hmm. earlier? And it really goes back to when you literally analyzed what worked before in my offline business. Mm -hmm. And it was showing up, having human connection and Mm -hmm. and providing value. So I love that you overlaid your past experiences into your new pivot. And that's where you saw success again, which is Mm -hmm. absolutely incredible. And it is scary. It's scary to go into that emotional space. And I agree with you that that is what expands us personally. That's where we see the most personal and spiritual development. And then we bring ourselves with us wherever we go. So of course, our business is going to reflect that growth. Love that. Also, circling back to a couple of the things that you did personally to pull yourself out of that hole, what I heard from you was visioning and gratitude. And I know a lot of listeners right now are experiencing burnout and being fried and maybe to some extent, a little bit of hopelessness because it's like, holy shit, it's November 1st. I've got two months left of this year. How am I going to hit my goals? And I think they're also a little fried on even content creation. If they're hearing crickets, or like you said, if they've put out an offer, but they're not really filling those seats. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering what advice you can give those listeners Mm -hmm. to get reignited with their business. Mm. Yeah. So two parts to this, right? So number one, and I'm going to be a little bit woo on you for a second. So the point of a business is not to accumulate, not to save for a 401k, right? Not to buy a second retreat house or a second, you know, vacation house or whatever, although that's all fine, right? The point of business is the same as point in life in general, and that is to grow you, right? For you to transcend, for you to let go of anything that is not you, anything that's holding you back, right? So when you say things like, you know, people are feeling hopeless, people are feeling disappointed, right? And that's the thing. That's exactly what we need to experience and move through and surrender in order to become the next level of person. I've had so many times this year, even and last year, and especially in 2019, when I felt totally hopeless, right? When I felt so much just, oh my gosh, why is this happening? What's happening? Why is not everybody, why is nobody responding to this? The disappointment, right? And There's two kinds of people. There's people who are so afraid of the emotion of disappointment, right? And the feeling of, oh my gosh, I failed yet another launch that they just won't, right? They will retreat and they will shut down and their business will go away, right? Because it's constant heartbreak. It doesn't matter where you're at in your business, right? At the beginning, it's all about getting the first client or second client, fifth client, you know, Uh, At the higher levels, it's about, you know, your clients renewing or not renewing. It's about, you know, now you're not dealing with 10 people on Zoom. You're dealing with 300 people on Zoom, right? And, you know, and the disappointments that go with that, the, the 
emotional stuff that you go through is different at every level. But what's really important is look at it this way. Like, okay, your business is giving you this, you know, at the beginning, it's going to be crickets or maybe some negative feedback, or you'll reach out to somebody and they will have a, they'll snap back or something, you know, they're like, oh, don't bother me with your DMs or whatever it is. Right. And it's exactly what you need to sit with and to process through it in order to uh, transmute that emotion and let go of it for good so you can move to the next frequency as a business owner. Does that make sense? 100%. I'm loving this gorgeous wisdom. Yes. Yeah. The, the thing is, most of our lives, what we do is that we try to avoid experiencing certain emotions, right? We will do anything we can to not experience fear, to not experience disappointment, to not experience uncertainty, which is one of the scariest things for entrepreneurs. They just can't be with it. But you never know, right? You do a launch, I don't know. Am I going to get one client or zero or 30? I have no idea, right? There's uncertainty. There is security, right? That we need to let go of attachment to as well, right? And all the feelings, but we do all these things to not feel these feelings. Mm-hmm. And what I tell people, the, the resilience, what resilience actually is, is the opposite. It's not not having these experiences because they don't go away, right? There's always going to be difficult emotions, but what resilience is, is the ability to actually be with those feelings, which is nothing other than sensations. Exactly. It's presencing. And to your point, when you step into that space of unknown uncertainty and fear, Mm -hmm. that is where the gold lies. That's when we expand our capacity. Like you said, I mean, it is absolutely gorgeous wisdom. You can feel the truth in your words, which I so appreciate because there is that sense of walking the talk, right? This Mm -hmm. isn't lip service. This is actually putting your feet to the hot coals and walking that yourself and then sharing what you've learned and encouraging other people to have that experience because they can get motivated by hearing your story. They can get inspired by seeing you traverse the tough terrain, but they will not have personal transformation unless they actually Mm -hmm. walk on those hot coals themselves. Exactly. You will not have transformation out of listening to content and trainings. You know, you actually have to be willing to step through the difficult stuff, be willing to feel it all. You can't control it all. You have to surrender at some point, take the action, but then trust, right? You'll have no certainty, no security, no perfect security in your business, right? You're never going to know how it's going to land. We don't want to be judged. We always, you know, have this like, oh, I hope people like it. And you don't know how that's going to turn out either, right? I've had a retreat, you know, ask me about retreat stuff. I remember the first time we had uh, a larger group on Zoom on day one of the retreat. It was, I think it was like 150, 200 people. And uh, it was just, you know, the chat was like too much to almost look at. Mm -hmm. But then I saw this one thing in the chat 
And I was on day one and I'm introducing myself and I'm sharing my story and, you know, and trying to get people commit to showing up the whole week and whatever we have took me about 10 minutes. Right. And somebody puts in the chat, like, oh my God, why is she talking about herself for so long? Oh, wow. Right. And it's, it's stuff like that. And you're on zoom in front of so many people and you're like, Oh my gosh. And sometimes I'll get like direct messages. Like sometimes people don't put it publicly, but they'll like send Mm -hmm. you stuff like that. Right. And if I did that, like even months before that, I swear I would cry, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's like, yeah, (laughs) you know, yeah, (laughs) those things will happen and it's all so just, you can move through it and you can know you can do it. Right. And I don't want to scare people because growing your business and building your business is such an amazing journey, too, because who you get to be when you clear all these things. Now, you know, I teach six, seven hours a week in my program. I literally never have to prepare. I just talk off the cuff. You know, I'm so clear, like my connection is so clear that I know what to say, when to say, how to say it to make a difference with my clients. I don't have to prepare for my podcasts or for, you know, retreats that I'm leading. Right. Mm -hmm. So when you move through this stuff emotionally, it clears up so much. And, you know, where we're now in life is also, you know, bring it back to full circle. Right. We live in Costa Rica. I work four days a week. We have done so much traveling. You know, I have a full time nanny, which you might have heard her cooking. And I'm like, hey, stop peeling the eggs right now. We're doing a podcast interview. Right. Yeah. (laughs) But that's real life. And I love it. And it just shows when you're tapped in, when you continue to show up for yourself and do the work, I love the aspect that I heard um, from you as far as surrendering into success. Keep showing up, but let go of the attachment. Such a beautiful message. How can people learn more about you and Leaders Break Free? Oh, thank you so much for the question. So number one, Leaders Break Free podcast. Yeah. You know, we don't have any retreats right now because we're taking a break from launching, but we do have one coming up on January 10th. So I'm going to send you the link so it can go in a podcast notes, but that's going to be, we're only going to be doing two next year. And this is one of them. It's going to be amazing for anybody who is listening to this and they're inspired by it. Please come and be part of it. It's free, as you know, and you'll get to meet a whole bunch of entrepreneurs just like you and do the work with us. And we're going to be mapping out the entire 2022 together. So I'm really, really excited about that. Awesome. I'll definitely add the link in the show notes. That's amazing. You shared some actionable tips and a lot of inspiration from your personal story. If you wanted to drop just one more piece of bright light wisdom before we wrap up, what would it be? Hmm. Let me see if I can think of something, you know, I don't think I'm going to share anything new, but I want to bring back to uh, what I always tell people. If you want to grow your business fast, go to what's hard. And I'm not talking about go to what's hard work, right? Don't go and work 60 hour work weeks because that's not what I'm talking about, but go to what scares you the most, right? Do that first. Like I see people being so busy with the 99 things and checking all their boxes, right? And that's their safety, right? If I can like keep myself busy and have my spreadsheet and check my boxes and do this, this, and the other, 
they think that it's going to lead somewhere. It usually doesn't. It's the one thing that you are scared that you're avoiding the most, you know, whether it's reaching out to the past client and asking for a call or asking for the next referral or going live or, you know, hiring your first VA, whatever that thing is. And, and you know, if you're listening to this, you know what that thing is. Right? Yes. We all know what that thing is for us. It comes up immediately front and center in your mind. So I love that. (laughs) And I really want to invite the listeners to take action on your bright light wisdom Mm. and pause for a moment and really be honest with yourself. Let that one thing bubble up front and center in your mind and commit to yourself to take action so you can experience leveling up and realizing that when you move towards it, that's where your biggest gains are going to be personally and in business. Awesome. Eva, thank you so, so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Until we connect again, my friend, breathe joy. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you caught a spark of inspiration from my wonderful guest, Eva. If so, you can head on over to lovethepodcast.com slash brilliance to leave your rating or review. I also wanted to share uh, some feedback that came through from Chad Edom from the U.S. They said, five stars, my gem of the week. Impactful, empowering conversations. Listening to Casey every week gives me the jolt I need during downtime or mundane activities to regroup and take inventory of all that's going on, especially with all that's going on. Thank you, Casey, for your thoughtful questions, remarkable insight, and most importantly, your authenticity. Keep it up. Wow. Thank you so much. That literally gives me this really full feeling. So I really appreciate you taking the time to share. And if you want to share, I would love to hear what you have to say. Head on over to lovethepodcast.com slash brilliance. Until next week, my friend, breathe joy. Breathe joy.